0: If you started playing Outer Wilds, I started playing, and my controller, which it it said, "Hey, you should play it with your controller." And I'm like, "Okay." I went and plugged in my controller. Uh, the controls are backwards. I gotta. I don't know. Understand. I gotta fix it before I can really get into it. It was. I tried to play it for five minutes, and the up was down, and the down was up, and there's no setting to reverse that. Oh uh, yeah, and so there's something wrong with the controller. So I just stopped everything before I, before anything even really happened, so that I didn't get really upset at the controller. Because
1: <laughs> uh, I, no I would have gotten with the controls. really upset with the controller. You can't just change the settings.
0: No, there's no, there's an invert for your crosshair, but not for your movement controls. Oh. And so, even when I would go into the menu, I would press down, and it would go up. So, there's What's something the wrong is? in with the controller <laughs> <What> the itself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was really annoying. I'm like, I really want to delve into this game, and this will just upset me. So, I'm going to put this aside, and we will come at it at another point in time. Nice. So, I have not you should played it. Get a, get a
1: controller. I have a controller. It's so good. I have a, a controller. One. It's right there. It's just oh, a better whatever.
0: One. There's nothing wrong with this controller. I've played it with blood or with a uh, uh, Borderlands three and a couple other games. The controller works just fine. There's something going on with maybe when I plugged it in while the game was running. I, I don't know. I, I didn't.
1: Obviously, there's a problem because yeah. down was up. Yes, there was a problem. That's a true statement. So no, that's actually a part of the game. You didn't know that. You said you wanted to go in blind. <laughs> the, the controller is backwards. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's part of it. It's yeah. part of the experience. Yeah. Just play it like that.
0: N- yeah, I don't uh, I don't think pure annoyance three seconds into the game is a design feature. Sorry. You're probably gonna die a lot. It's part of it. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. No. Whoa. Welcome to the PX3 Podcast, the Point Extras Point Podcast. I am your host, Matt. With me, as always, is Ronnie. What's going on, dude?
1: Not much, man. Just ready to talk about some video
0: games. Sweet. That's what we're going to be talking today about, is video games from uh, from the 90s and from the 2000s. Mostly from the 90s, I believe. Yeah. Games that shaped our lives, basically. Kind of, yeah. I, I think that that's a great description. So anyway, let's
1: talk about some stuff.
0: Welcome to the Nerd News! Ninja streamed on YouTube. Oh, so he
1: jumped to YouTube now?
0: No, there's no official word on whether he jumped or not. He simply streamed on YouTube and the collective streaming
1: community's head exploded. Oh, yeah. They can't handle something as simple as someone just recording on a platform. Yeah, yeah so without getting paid for it this is what i was thinking about is maybe we should start
0: playing Fortnite. uh no (laughs) no (laughs) no no (laughs) all right well okay well
1: i've played it a little bit but i couldn't i mean i would have to give up i would have to give up something else like i would not be able to sit there and play it all the time i'd have to give up wow or whatever so i have never played Fortnite ever uh, it's okay.
0: My wife. You have
1: to be like a building master.
0: Yeah. My wife is starting to stream Overwatch, which she's, I would describe her as much better than us. But she oh, plays probably. it a lot more than both of us as well. She plays sometimes with Dak, which is hilarious. She said he is not all there. He's AFK time. watching Dota? Probably. He's probably doing that even while he's playing Overwatch, an action sh- shooter. Yeah.
1: yeah. That's what he does. Yeah. He's always AFK either watching or playing Dota. So they
0: unreleased Crucible. Yeah, They, yep, they did. shoved it back into the beta. <laughs> which is hilarious to me. Which makes me very, very concerned about
1: New World. It's a different group doing New World, so we'll see.
0: Yeah. They haven't had the best of success over the last couple games that they've released. So it makes me worried about New World that I've already ba- paid for and already bought.
1: Yeah. We'll get to play the beta, and if it sucks, we can cancel our, True. Subscri- our uh, buy, and that will speak with your wallet. Yeah.
0: Th- this this is a good segue into our topic is what makes good games and what did how we played and what we played in when we were young and when we started, first started getting into gaming how that affected our current opinions of what a good game is and what a bad game is as you just said you're like no not fortnite i would rather play world of warcraft so what in our past has Molded that opinion, and I have no interest in playing Fortnite either. I I I can barely play Overwatch, and what games did I used to play that influenced me to the point where I
1: was like, eh, no thanks, brah. I like immersion and story, and music, in Fortnite doesn't have that. Yes, it's just like a battle royale, and I mean, I don't mind playing it, but I'm not going to play it enough to be good, and the people who do play that much no life the hell out of it Mm -hmm. so then it's not quite as fun for me to play okay so
0: what what would be your top game from i'll say the 90s even though we we graduated high school in 01 we'll just say the 90s or pre pre pre-graduation is like an impossible question to answer okay so give me your top uh Give me one of your top five. Just pick one.
1: Well, I'm, let's just start with the regular Nintendo. Okay. Oh, that's, that's a where good start. it started. Oh, it
0: totally just started there.
1: That's where it started for us. Like, on the regular Nintendo, I remember I was probably like four years old, and a friend of mine down the street when I lived in North Carolina had a regular Nintendo, and I saw Mario, and I played it a little bit, and it was like mind-blowing. And my parents ended up buying me a Nintendo, which cost a crap load of money for what we could afford back then, and got me a, a Super Mario game, or, or basically a Nintendo with Super Mario, and they told me, because turtle tipping was a known thing back then, that if I ever beat it without turtle tipping, then I could get whatever game I wanted, and that comes into effect later. Okay. So, my first
0: gaming experience, actually, it it's around the same time, but it wasn't Nintendo. It was Atari. So, my mom and my aunt both bought Ataris around the same time that I was born. So, I don't know the reason behind that, but they bought it around the same time that I was born. So, we would go over to my aunt's house all the time because... My mom just gave her the both Ataris, so she had two Ataris, and River Raid, which is how I would describe River Raid is it, it's not a side-scroller, it's like an up-and-down scroller. So you're like a boat or a plane, and you're dodging stuff. As, okay. From up to from, and so the screen is going appears to be moving down, and you're you stay in the middle and you dodge and shoot and stuff. So, I really really liked that game. And then my aunt bought the Nintendo, and my mom did not. And so we would go over to her house to play Super Mario. And then I had a mutual friend of ours when i was really young named noah and oh yeah he noah. also had a nintendo and there was one time where he so i lied to him because i'm dumb uh and i thought noah was so freaking cool i mean i'm like eight i think eight or nine at this point he in also time. thought he was cool yep he did and uh I told him that I had beaten Super Mario, and I never had. So he's like, "Fine, show me." So then I proceeded to beat <laughs> Super Mario in front of him for the first time, but I couldn't get too excited because I had already told him that I'd already beaten it.
1: Nice. Yes,
0: it was. I did Turtle Tip and and Warp,
1: though. I oh. I did that.
0: Uh, he didn't even know what he was looking at.
1: So. Beating Super Mario without turtle tipping and warping, like years down the road, my parents because they had told me that right yeah when I was five, and I was probably like nine, and I was at my my grandma's house and the neighbor would come over. He was like a thirty five year old man, but I was a cocky little little punk, and I would talk crap. That I could beat him any day at Mario. Mm-hmm. And so he challenged me to a duel. And then I proceed to stomp him. And I didn't turtle tip and I didn't warp. And I turned around and asked my, told my parents when they came to pick me up for my grandma's hey, you owe me a game because I got witnesses and I just did it. And they're like, what the hell? It was like four years later. And now I was coming. The tax man was coming. <laughs> they owed me a game. <laughs> And I made him buy me Dragon Warrior 3, which was the old school RPG where like the monsters were all random. It's all randomly generated encounters and almost everything's text-based. And I'm like, nine. But my uncle had brought it over one time and he had, when he was babysitting and he had played it and then left it and we returned it a couple days later. So I got two days into it and I fell in love with RPGs that day. And it's a huge game and epic. And you could pick your party, so I got to name all my... You uh, build your party out of what classes you want, and I got to name everybody, my friends and brother and all sorts of crap. That's great. I never
0: and still have never played Dragon Warrior 3 or any game from the Dragon Warrior franchise.
1: Dragon Warrior 3 is sweet. I understand
0: that it's supposed to be very good. I just never played it. It wasn't... On my repertoire of
1: video games that I played, yeah, that's what got me into RPGs all by itself. Dragon Warrior Three. It's weird that basically uh, almost all text-based type of game and the exploring, right? Just yeah, the music and the exploring and the just the ad immersion back then, as much immersion as it could have.
0: I told you the story of my Final Fantasy games, so I'm not going to rehash that, but. I'm going to stick with the action genre. So, uh, a little bit different, more video game, like uh, video game stuff around my life when I was younger. When I was in fifth grade, I would play asteroids. So, I was part of the crossing guard at my school, at my elementary school. And uh, as the crossing guard, after you're done, you could go and play on this video game that my fifth grade teacher had at his in his classroom and it was an old school, like old, old school Atar or a asteroid arcade set up in his classroom classroom that you could just play over and over and over again. Like super old school. And so I really liked action games. I liked the story and the immersion, but I liked that uh pitting you your you against the computer or you against random stuff. So I really liked Asteroids. I still really like Asteroids. I haven't played it in a couple of years though at this point.
1: Uh yeah, I never got into that. I think my mom was really into Asteroids. <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> so
0: Sonic 1 through 3 is where I started to get a little bit on the, I'll call it borderline obsessive about beating games. Final Fantasy 6, that thing hadn't happened where I'd never beat it or whatever, but Sonic 1 through 3, I beat the crap out of those games. It was the greatest thing I'd ever seen. I would go over to my cousin's house, who always seemed to have like the latest and greatest gaming system, and they had Sonic the Hedgehog, and I'd never seen anything as awesome as the screen just flying by. And I was like, this is the greatest game ever created by man. <laughs> You turn into Super Sonic, you, you collect all the gems, you turn into Supersonic. Sonic. Oh, you know what? One game I didn't think about that's on, along the same genre as Sonic the Hedgehog is from uh, the Super Nintendo. This is another one of the games that I would describe started pushing me into story generated, even though there wasn't much of a story, but sort of a, a story behind what you were playing. Mega Man.
1: Dude, Mega, Mega Man, Man was awesome.
0: 3. Mega Man 3 is one of the greatest games ever made.
1: Yeah, I remember you were super into Mega Man. You were playing one of them when I first started hanging out with you.
0: Mega Man was great. You'd you'd have, like, you could chart your own path through all the bosses. The, the bosses could be beat in a specific order, but you could go out of order if you were really good for the most part. And... Uh, the level the level differences, like the, the game design behind Mega Man three was
1: great. And and all the Mega Mans that came after that for the most part. Yeah, I played uh I think I played Mega Man one, two and three. That was probably about the end of my Mega Man games. One was really hard. Mega Man two was okay.
0: Mega Man three was really where like the where the gen- that genre hit its stride. I always felt like so then we meet, we start hanging out together, and we the mutual love of video games and and one upsmanship that we kind of developed over uh over a couple summers
1: and then we each got a system. Oh yeah, hold on. So before we get there. Okay. I I have a few things to talk about Like for (laughs) for Sonic, dude. Hilarious. So, Sonic, I am still, like, amazing at Sonic 2 because Ira, his mom, would only allow him to have one game ever. He had a Sega Genesis, but he was only allowed to own a single game because she hated video games, and so she's the biggest hater ever. So we played Sonic 2 like crazy forever. And to the point where I could still always go back to that game and get Super Sonic on the first level by myself. <laughs> because you had Tails, right? Yeah. But nope, I am still like in ridiculously good at that game just because it was the only thing I ever had. Oh, man. Yeah, and I ended up, because uh, I had to buy all my systems after the regular Nintendo. So I ended up, like, bringing over my uh, Super Nintendo, which I saved up for for a whole year. I bought it for $130, and I literally made a $2 allowance per week. So I saved up for 65 weeks or something like that. Whoa. And bought my Super Nintendo, which had, like, Mario and Mario Kart. Mm-hmm. And that's what we played because Ira wasn't allowed to have games. We ended up renting a lot. Yeah. So we rented a lot of Sega Genesis games. That was,
0: that was, was awesome. the years of where uh, game rentals were really popular.
1: Oh, yeah, man. It was Blockbuster. awesome.
0: Blockbuster. I think that was the one that I usually went to was Blockbuster and got games from them.
1: Yeah. So we played a crap load of Mario Kart and did all that stuff. Um, also, dude, my freaking dad, he has screwed me twice in games and it's hilarious and the first time we were i was probably like third or fourth grade i was playing zelda the original one, legend of zelda that game was hard especially for a kid i feel like because there's no hand holding right yeah you just have to sort it out yourself and just figure out the world so we were playing that and he was playing it a little bit for some reason when he does gets into menus he panics And he just mashes buttons and does (laughs) dumb stuff sometimes. So he literally deleted my game when I was probably 75% of the way through it. Oh, no. While I was asleep. So I go to school the next day. I hang out at school. I come home, and I'm looking to play my game. And my account has not all the same stuff that I had and I'm really confused like what the heck what had happened yeah he deleted my account and he felt bad and he's a construction worker he works out in the summer or in the summer heat right so he had panicked deleted my account and then he felt bad and he stayed up all night getting further than he had ever gotten in the game (laughs) to get me as far as I could or as he could and my mom was like your dad stayed up all night getting you back because he fell back because he deleted your game. So you better not bitch. And I'm like, holy crap. He stayed up all night, and then he went to work. (laughs) Holy crap. Yeah, (laughs) hell no. (laughs) I would not have done that. uh, uh, (laughs) Kudos to him.
0: (laughs) Like, that sucks that your game got deleted because Scott's bad at menus, but... He is terrible at menus. (laughs) But that's kind of awesome, too, at the same time. I don't think... Sorry, Dad,
1: but I don't think you would be able to do that. <laughs> yeah. It was it was just funny that he got further than he had in his own game. <laughs> trying to, like, panic oh, no. play Zelda. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> he did that to me later, too. I don't know if you remember, but when, I, when we had bought my Nintendo 64 and I'd pay for it with, like, babysitting money through that summer, my dad, when I had beaten all of the Star Fox 64... He had played Star Fox, and he panic-pressed the menu, and he deleted all of the progress in the game. And if you remember, the uh, to get the tanks and the guy with the bazooka, you had to beat all the levels with, like, a medal. Yeah. So you had to beat all the whole game, which you couldn't even do in one pass because you had to do all the yeah. different worlds, so you had to take different paths. And he had deleted that. Oh, also.
0: no. I'm like,
1: frick, Dad, what are you doing to me? For and the, I had to go through and beat everything again. Although it went faster because I was already really good at the yeah, game. Yeah,
0: I do remember you playing Star Fox 64, and I didn't really want to play Star Fox 64 four player because you had spent so much time playing it that I was, you know, my paltry five hours of playing paled in comparison to your hundred hours of playing.
1: So. I was pretty good at that game and I knew how to I knew the, like the little loopholes and bugs like if you did the U-turn you could flip through buildings and all sorts of crazy mm-hmm. crap that made it ridiculously.
0: I always wondered what would happen not always wondered. I I wonder now what would happen if you decided to start doing games done quick stuff. How good you could get at some of those games
1: and start oh, yeah, streaming it would be that fun. stuff. I just I feel like if I were to do games done quick, I would want to do the 100% no
0: no glitch the glitchless 100% yeah. category.
1: Yes. Yep. Because I don't like I don't like the glitching. I want to play the game the way it's meant to be played. I understand it and I think that the glitching is cool that they find that stuff, but to me I want to play the vision of the creator. I don't want to be like jumping through walls and shit like that. Yeah.
0: That reminds me of my next game, which actually kind of segues into the story that I was going to talk about. So you and I decide to switch systems. So, okay, let me back up. So one of my, I'll call it vivid, but it's one of my memories is getting the PlayStation 1 and the PlayStation 2. Going and waiting in line For a midnight release of the PlayStation 2. Was it the PlayStation 2 where we hung out at the mall? And we got the PlayStation 2, or was it the PlayStation 1?
1: PlayStation 2. Okay, that was the PlayStation 2. I never bought a PlayStation 1.
0: So, I got a PlayStation 1, which had... uh, It came with where I got the game Summoner, which... Was a terrible game, in my opinion. Summoner
1: was a PlayStation 2 game.
0: Okay, so Summoner 2. So what the hell did I get with PlayStation 1? I don't know. I just remember that I, I had Final Fantasy on it.
1: Summoner was a, I think it was a multiplayer RPG. Maybe. Summoner 2. No, maybe not. I think it was single player. Because it had but, the silly
0: RPG thing at the, or D&D Yeah, the D&D, D&D cutscene yeah. yeah, hidden in it. Well, I don't remember what I just remember Crash Bandicoot or something. No, because that was one of the first games. I hated Crash Bandicoot. It was not what I would describe as a fun game. Final Fantasy VII. I had that. Yep. And I played the crap out of that. I'm. I may have gotten the PlayStation for Final Fantasy VII. I'm trying to remember. Choice. It is a
1: good choice. I think you had a Mega Man game. There was... Yeah, like Mega Man X-47 or some shit. Hmm. They'd made a billion of them at that point. Yeah.
0: Well, so we swapped systems, and you had (laughs) GoldenEye. (laughs) Yeah. And GoldenEye was a great game.
1: Yeah, it actually cured my motion sickness. Whoa. I I had never played Doom, and I used to get carsick. So, uh, no, so I did play Doom. I rented it once, and it made me motion sick. And then I bought, I had a $5 coupon for Goldeneye and my that my cousin gave me, and I forgot that I got motion sick playing first-person shooters. So I bought it. I brought it home. I started playing. I got sick like 15 minutes later. Whoa. And I was like, oh, yeah, dang it. So then I took a break, and then I played again. I got sick 15 minutes later. And remember, I, I used to get motion sick reading in the car mm-hmm. and uh, stuff like that, too. Uh, roller coasters, I always had to take Dramamine. So then uh, I take a break. I play Goldeneye for a little while. I get sick. I take a break. I play Goldeneye for a little bit. Well, I brute forced motion sickness out of my body because I just kept beating my face against Goldeneye until I stopped getting motion sick, <laughs> which actually turned out to be pretty awesome because when I was in the Navy... On a submarine, and it's rocking all over the place mm-hmm. when we're on the surface in bad weather because it doesn't have a keel, so it does not like bad weather. Everyone else is puking in bags, and I was, I had a mild headache. It was awesome. Hmm.
0: So we play games, we play each other's systems for a while, we swap back, and then uh, I kill you
1: on your first. Oh, no, you challenged me <laughs> you challenged me you said after a month you were like dude i'm pretty sure i can beat you at goldman and i was like yeah right because i had gotten like i had done like all of the challenges in the game right yeah like, you had i had you, all the cheat you had codes done 100% unlocked. Re-
0: you had done completed 100 percent of every difficulty for the entire game so I want to see how you remember it. Go for it. I killed you. And then it, I think it was a 20 to 20 kill. Or we, we had 20. It was first to 20. Yeah. Yep. So I, ki- I, I got first blood and I killed you, you. And then I proceeded to die 20 times.
1: No. So I was concerned because you killed me first and I was like, dang it. And then I killed you. And then you killed me. And then I killed you. And then you killed me. And I was like, uh Oh, no. At this rate, I'm going to lose because you're one kill ahead of me. <laughs> and, and then I killed you 18 times in a row. <laughs> see, I see. Re- I was like, so, I remember how to play. My,
0: my memory is not quite perfect, but I do remember the whole dying time after time after time going, Yeah, that was an unwise choice of words.
1: <laughs> you're like, I can take you. And I was like, after you killed me first, the you were ahead of me. I'm like, oh, maybe you can. Never mind. This is like the story of my life,
0: everyone, just so you know, is that Matt is pretty good at most things that Ronnie's good at, but just not quite as good as Ronnie in all like things. Like magic? In everything that you can describe. Uh, I think the only one where I approach or exceed is probably WoW. And
1: Yeah, you and I are both very good yeah, at WoW. Yeah, I would,
0: I would describe it us helps. both as very good at WoW. And we tend not to play the same classes and that's more of a co- we we do have a more of a co-op role in that so our so it doesn't there's no real comparison on who's better but in most gaming Ron is just better than me but there's one other game that we're both really good at from our youth where i would describe us as evenly matched yep and i know that where you're going one game is Twisted Metal 2, specifically. Specifically 2, Specifically yes, 2. That was one of the other games that I had on the PlayStation. Twisted Metal 2 is one of the funnest games of that genre of games. I don't even know how to describe that. What what, what would you describe Twisted Metal 2 as?
1: Car Combat? Car Combat. Because there were a few of them back then. Twisted Metal made
0: them popular, really. Yeah, That game, the... The amount of different ways you could play it the amount of you could play the campaign mode it was really fun when you had a four players playing it
1: all against each other and your
0: friends it was a combat it was a it was a fun
1: game well and it had different storylines for each of the characters so you you wanted to play through it multiple times just to try out each character so you had to learn how to play a whole bunch of different you need to learn a lot of skill sets to play. I it.
0: feel like Twisted Metal 2 was the combination of both of the directions that both of us had come in gaming in our own personal stories for enjoying games. Is Twisted Metal Tool 2 was both fun combat, fun gameplay, good storytelling, and immersive sound creation or the way they put together the sounds, the music of the game was just great. It was metalish, which we were both quite into for a number of years.
1: Yeah, I mean, metal was the music we were into and I mean, I still remember Sweet Tooth's freaking laugh. <laughs> Sweet right? Tooth. Yeah yep just all the sounds from that game it was just
0: a very good uh sound engineering or whatever whatever that that is that that whole sound the music how the game sounds all all that was the culmination of
1: all of that was just a very good game twisted metal black was the game i got with my playstation 2 twisted metal black was
0: pretty good i didn't get into It it as much
1: as twisted
0: metal 2 though
1: no, I didn't either, but it was still very good, It, which was a nice callback because the Twisted Metals after Twisted Metal 2 were terrible. And 989 Studios took over. Yeah. And they ruined the franchise. Yeah. And the original creators made Twisted Metal Black, and it was awesome. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, you had Parasite Eve yes, for the PlayStation. Yes, I had Parasite Eve. And Xeno Gears. For the regular PlayStation, right?
0: Yeah, for the regular PlayStation. So, Xeno Gears, Parasite Eve, Twisted Metal. Final Fantasy, so I played a bunch of RPGs. Xeno Gears, another RPG that I I know that there's been sequels, they were nothing compared to the original Xenogears. I know that's uh one of your favorite games. It's also one of my favorite games. The story, oh, the music, the the gameplay, like everything about it is just it's just a great game.
1: Yeah, Xenogears Gears had one of the great all time twists. It totally did. In it. When you found out who Id was, you're like, what the heck? Yeah. It was incredible. That
0: whole twist
1: was great. And the storyline is very convoluted. And it sucks that it didn't really get completed because it got rushed. And I can't remember what. Ge- oh, it got rushed because of Final Fantasy VII, actually. Mm-hmm. So this wife and or this husband and wife had been making Final Fantasy games, but they wanted to make this game. They had the story all figured out and everything, and they got the green light to finally start making it, and then they got rushed because Final Fantasy 7 was coming out. Oh, man. So that sucks for them. But the game's still great, even though one of the discs is literally just like a storyboard, <laughs> which is terrible. <laughs> I do remember the gap. There's like this gap
0: where I'm like, that this is weird that we <laughs> we skipped over a bunch of story.
1: Yeah, you literally sit in a chair, and it starts talking about all the things happening, and then you fight a boss. (laughs) Like, you didn't even get to the boss. You just fight him. But the storyline's amazing, and the music's amazing, and the characters were amazing. Mm -hmm. And the combat system was great. The
0: 3D nature of the game was something totally different than anything else that we had encountered up until that point as well.
1: Yeah, it's true.
0: The... What
1: was... Oh man,
0: there was another one that w- I was gonna talk about. Um uh maybe it'll come maybe it'll come back to me.
1: Yeah. So I mean we did we kinda skipped over the Super Nintendo for the most part. There was a lot of good games. I feel like we talked about those a lot during our Final Fantasy podcast, yeah. but just some
0: uh some good name off some good games that we may have already talked about that Oh well,
1: Chrono Trigger. I don't oh think we my god,
0: Co- Chrono Trigger
1: also one
0: of the best games ever made yeah
1: the soundtrack is incredible and it really that's what introduced me to i have two favorite composers from video games one is nobuo umatsu who has who did all the old school squaresoft games so he did like the final fantasies and well chrono trigger was the first chance that yasunori mitsuda got because he had been doing he had gotten hired but he was really just doing like sound effects and stuff, and he was unhappy. So he had given the VP of Square a ultimatum that said, I'm going to quit unless you let me do a game. But this guy is obsessive crazy. So he did the music for Corona Trigger to the point where he basically was dying <laughs> and had to be hospitalized. Whoa! And he made this amazing soundtrack that's complimented by Nobuo Uematsu because he had to come in and finish it. Uh-huh. Because Yasunura Mitsuda was in the hospital. So it was the first music we really got to experience from that guy. And he did uh, Xenogears mm-hmm. soundtrack. The guy who did Chrono Trigger, he did Xenogears soundtrack. He did Xeno Saga. He did a bunch of this other stuff, that like Chrono Cross. Mm-hmm. Back then, I mean, the graphics weren't as good, but you could still get immersion through music and storytelling. Yeah. And Chrono Trigger was like... The pinnacle of that. Secret of Mana. I mean, we're just, we could just
0: list Squaresoft RPGs. Yeah. All Squaresoft, not all
1: Squaresoft RPGs, but many Squaresoft RPGs uh, were very enjoyable. Secret of Mana had a three way controller thing so that we could play all three characters at once. So I played with my brother and Ira. Oh, yeah. Secret of Mana. You could do that. I do vaguely remember that. And Final Fantasy VI is what got me into our like friend group, really. Mm-hmm. I borrowed it from Scott Ballinger and started hanging out with him and Alan. And then I ended up meeting Blake. Well, we started hanging out because of a different game, Lufia 2. It's kind of, it's like a puzzle. It's like a puzzle RPG. So that's kind of how we started forming our group of friends is through the Super Nintendo era. Do you remember the story of
0: how I started uh, hanging out with Alan? Now, I've known Blake since I was three, so there was some of that. But I started hanging out with Alan because Noah, our aforementioned guy that I played Nintendo with, was a not a very nice kid and thought a lot oh. of himself. And he was mean to me. And I said, I don't want to hang out with you anymore. These, these guys over here, Alan and Scott, I've talked to them. I know them from orchestra. I'm going to go talk to them. And that's how I kind of, I would say that I I didn't force myself into the group, but I was like, man, I'm not going to hang out with this guy anymore. I want to go find other people. And hey, these guys are nerds. They like read books and they play games and they're in the orchestra class with me. I'm going to go talk to them. At the time, that was when I first started reading Wheel of Time at, at the same time. And everybody's like, what in the heck is that book? I'm like, it's Wheel of Time. It's 900 pages long. (laughs) This is (laughs) like 7th grade. 7th grade. It was 6th or 7th grade. I was like, man, I'm bored. I go to the library at school. I want to find the biggest fiction book that I can find. Hey, this is the fantasy section. I like The Hobbit, Once Upon a Time. Hey, there's this giant book. I'm going to grab it, and I'm going to start reading it. And it was... It was a, The Wheel of Time. That was a good choice. Yeah. At random, a good choice.
1: Because you read all that a bunch. I have
0: read the entire series multiple times. I actually got bored of reading it and started listening to it on audiobook, which actually is really, really good on audiobook.
1: Yeah, it is. I listen to it on audiobook.
0: It's great. So that that's how I got into that group, I think, uh, was because of uh, my former friend being a jerk and... Me like, hey, I don't want to hang out with jerks anymore.
1: Yeah, uh, you actually started talking to me and Scott in baseball in eighth grade. Yep, and that's how we started getting, we started bonding over twisted metal. Twisted And then middle. I, <laughs> I started inviting you to my birthday parties, which are always big, birthday, Giant parties. birthday parties. I remember I was
0: blind Man. for the first one I ever went to because I had just gotten my glasses, and I had terrible night vision with the glasses. I couldn't see anything, and we had like nighttime tag, so it was like oh, 20, yeah. 20, like 12 to 15-year-olds running around in a neighborhood in the middle of night in pitch dark and me just having gotten glasses, no night vision at all, just being completely blind.
1: So you got owned. I got
0: owned, yes, that's true statement. Even though you were a fast, you were a fast runner. I was a fast runner. I was in really good shape at that point in time. I didn't know I was in really good shape. That was the problem. Yeah. I didn't realize what would happen to you if you stopped being physical. (laughs) If you stopped exercising.
1: So we were talking about Fortnite earlier. You know, it's not my type of thing, but, you know, we were saying, oh, we're good at video games, whatever. So I was a little cock, and I told my nephew that no matter what, uh, I would be able to beat him at video games, no matter what. Oh, no. And so... I said, if I get five deaths, I will I will beat you at whatever game we're playing. And so he challenged me to a duel at Fortnite. We put money on it. Oh, no. $20 from me, $10 from him. I am, I, I'm smarter, I'm older than a nine-year-old, right? So I hide in a tree and wait for him to come to me. And I ambush him with a good weapon. And he kills me. And I was like, huh. And he's got a lot of practice in this mm-hmm. game, right? So, I'm like, oh, that sucks. So, I can't do that again. So, now, instead of... I'm like, well, no fair fights. So, anytime he gets to me, I run away. I start, like, doing, like, guerrilla warfare, where I'd, like, shoot at him a few times just to distract Mm -hmm. him. And then he'd be working his way over to me, and then I'd shoot a rocket launcher from behind and blow him Mm -hmm. up, right? Something that's not gonna fail. So, I end up going three and two, but we needed to get food. And we were trying... First to five wins, right? So, then we end up not playing and finishing out the bet and he ends up putting in like a thousand more hours of time into Fortnite. this reminds me
0: of you when you were younger
1: (laughs) and so then we oh this is exactly what i would have done so then i had used all these crazy tactics because i'm smarter and older and then we waited too long because of work and stuff and he comes at me and he murders me so hard. <laughs> He's, like, building a castle around me, and I'm like, oh, crap. <laughs> There's literally nothing I could do to stop him from just wrecking me. He destroyed <laughs> me five zero, And I was like, well, yeah, we should have done this earlier. <laughs> Dang it. Uh, that's hilarious. He has got thousands of hours in oh, game. Oh, wow. It is, it is impossible.
0: He should start streaming on YouTube. We should be his producer. His
1: producer's...
0: Uh. <laughs> whose whose son is he
1: it's jess's okay, sister's i gotcha kid. he's pretty good he's not good at any other games like we play mario kart and whatever and i just beat his butt Fortnite, he's okay at that game yeah yeah
0: <laughs> that's great was there what else do you want to talk about dude
1: we never talked about one of the greatest zeldas of ever
0: my first experience with zelda was on the n64 the ocarina of time the first experience with Zelda. I never played any Zeldas first. previous to that. I played some Zeldas after that. Ocarina of Time is the first, and it was great.
1: Yeah, it is an incredible game. It's still considered one of the best games of all time.
0: Uh, the Master Quest version is good, too. Majora's Mask, which is basically the same game, but not in any way at the same time like the basic controls, the basic characters all the same, but the gameplay it's or the, the the story is completely different and the way that game works is completely different too. But Ocarina of Time is the basis for all other Zeldas after that.
1: I remember I had a deal with my parents where I could skip school if I had if I kept my grades up and did not ask to miss school for any sickness, I could take a day mm-hmm. off. And I used it on Ocarina of Time because <laughs> we only had one TV. And so TV time is precious. And I was like, this is the day I want off. And I sat at home and I played Ocarina of Time while everyone was at work. <laughs> That's great. It was freaking <laughs> So awesome. do you
0: know what the Game's Done Quick record is for Ocarina of Time Any% percent with with glitches? Uh, I do not.
1: It's probably like 12 minutes it or
0: something. It is. 12 minutes, 59 seconds. I looked it up just a minute ago just to make sure. 12 minutes, 59 seconds. So do you know why? That is crazy. This is why Games Done Quick is actually really fun to watch. Do you know how they can beat it in 12 minutes and 59 seconds? Uh, no. There is a glitch in the first area that you can glitch into the final castle.
1: How does that happen? And
0: then there's – the problem is you don't have the Master Sword, you're not an adult, and you don't have Light Arrows you have to get light arrows to beat the boss and then you have to be able to glitch the get the master sword in a certain way in a certain place and then there is like the super hit so you can kill the bo- the final boss in one hit with like a super hit or something like that i don't remember all of the details but yes 12 minutes 59 seconds cuz you can glitch into the final uh the final area in in the first area. That's ridiculous. (laughs) Yeah. Agreed. Did you ever play the Shining Force games? No. I never played the Shining Force games. No, I I take that back. I did play Shining Force Two, but then I discovered tactics and then I never played Shining Force ever again.
1: Nice. Yeah, Shining Force one and two are like the reasons I wanted Sega to continue making awesome games. Sega made some really good games. You got 12 people in your party, and so I would have three friends over, and we would just each control three of the characters.
0: What was it? Uh, Masters of Monsters? (laughs) Yeah, Masters of Monsters. (laughs) This is one of my favorite games ever. Still Uh, is. Where you could uh, transform your, your, uh, your army of monsters into better monsters. Monster Rancher
1: played the shit out of Monster Rancher. Yeah, that was an hilarious game. I just don't know how we got so into it, but we were really Dude, into Ma- making dragons
0: and then treating them like shit was the only way to make
1: them survive. Yeah, they'd die young if yeah, you didn't. Like, you had beat to like them.
0: basically spoil them, or just treat them like crap. You you couldn't do a middle ground on them, or else they'd die young.
1: Yeah, they need to remake that game because it was
0: great. And you could like get special monsters with special CDs and. It was like random.
1: Oh yeah, you you put CDs for various music and games mm-hmm. into your thing, and it would give you a monster based off that yep. CD. It was awesome. That's how.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was just. Uh, did you ever get the ghost in that game?
1: You had to like kill your monster. A lot on purpose, of monsters right? on purpose. I don't think yeah. I ever did.
0: I think I may have gotten most of the monsters, if not all of them.
1: Yeah, I can't remember because that was on the PlayStation One. Yeah. And I didn't have a PlayStation 1, so I think I played it at a friend's house. You
0: must have played it at my house, if anything, because I played
1: yours the and Alan's crap out of that game. Because Alan played, yeah, it, a Alan lot, played it a lot, too. Man, games used to be so mm-hmm. cool. They still but, are. I- I'm looking forward to VR. I am curious to see I where the industry pure goes from here.
0: immersive VR. So
1: Yeah, me uh, too.
0: I know this is an anime. You haven't watched it. I still say that you need to at least watch the first season of it called Sword Art Online. It's great. Jack me in, baby. Hook me up.
1: I have not even tried VR yet. Yeah. The- but I think I'm going to a friend's house on Seafort, actually, for yeah. a while. But I think I'm going over to his house on Wednesday night. And he has a very expensive VR setup. Really? And so I am probably going to check it out. And Half Life Alex is supposed to be amazing, so I'm very hmm. interested to see how that goes.
0: I think part of the problem of why I'm I haven't been super into what vr currently is is there hasn't been any games where i've been like super interested in playing it it seems like they're all proof of concept video games
1: uh half like,
0: half like alex i would have tried i have heard that the star trek game is pretty good and you're on the bridge and you get friends and then each of you have a different oh, he job, has and i heard that the star trek game is pretty fun
1: he has that one and he's talked it up to yeah. me before
0: preach from uh wow and youtube That I watch a decent amount. He's played
1: it before, and he gave it a lot of praise. Well, I think we've probably rambled on about video games long enough. Okay, close it up.
0: Thank you for listening to the PX3 Podcast, Poindexter's Point Podcast. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Pandora. Oh my God, all of them, pretty much. We have a Facebook page and a Patreon. obsessed with straight line speed why i don't know why do they want a charger or a challenger with 800 horsepower that goes 11 seconds per mile or not 11 11 second quarter mile do you understand uh, how adrenaline how, no that's terrible that's an $80,000 car that's terrible that, that's not even a good a speed forward it's not
1: yeah, because you can get, like, a motorcycle and just crush
0: it. You can
1: actually – so here's the thing. If
0: I just want to go and do quarter miles, I can spend way less money and have a piece-of-crap-looking car that'll do it way faster. And they're like, but it looks cool. Yeah, but I can get a cheaper car. Doesn't do that, and it'll look cool too. And then on top of that, we have electric cars that are coming down the coming down the pipe that – are monstrously faster than these straight line cars and they weigh less and once people decide to start racing them and that start making good handling electric cars well then they're going to corner faster too so then we're going to have like the new hypercar coming out with from Tesla I know I'm a Tesla fanboy the new hypercar coming out from Tesla 250 plus miles per hour 1.10 to 60 estimated Speed, you're talking about like eights or nines in the in the quarter mile arena, and oh, guess what? It'll be able to corner too, so it'll just crush everything. I I just don't understand this obsession with front with forward speed. Guess what, people? If you want to go fast going straight, go to the salt flats and watch some semblance of a car break the speed of sound. Then you'll be like, oh, my car that can't even go 200 miles an hour is nothing compared to this thing that just went 800 miles an hour
1: <laughs> the jet cars like, <laughs> they're crazy
0: what's the point like i just don't understand i will never understand there's there's this another this new car that just came out called the w16 demon or something some crazy name like that it's supposed to be able to go 350 miles per hour for uh yeah. why why
1: uh yeah you can't even do it or you'll go to it's jail the
0: art though it's the car art i don't know man You'll it just it just drives me crazy. I love cars. I love cars. But I I I don't understand Americans. So, what are we talking about next week? Next week we're going to be talking about science fiction movies, why most of them are bad, and our love of Tom Cruise because he seems to single-handedly be carrying the good science fiction flag forward even if they're not very popular sometimes they're good sci-fi movies but why are 90 percent of them bad
1: i don't know yeah a lot of them are but tom cruise he loves movies he's just gonna keep pumping them out and i am down to watch them because they're actually pretty good
0: i like tom cruise movies i like tom cruise he seems like a cool guy i hope that i'm not completely wrong because media
1: He's probably insane. Probably. Because he's famous, but
0: that's okay. I don't. Everybody's insane, man. It's just about it's the, what you're insane about and your level of insanity. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to talk about it. Either.